Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. I'm Dan. I'm here with my pal, Big Cass. Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. Uh, I told Cass that literally five seconds ago I got a surprise for him. So I got a tequila shot right here. Uh, I'm going to take one on camera for Cinco de Mayo. Not appropriating culture or anything. I just like tequila. So happy Cinco de Mayo, everyone. So uh, I just want to throw this out. Um, Woo! Jose Cuervo. (laughs) I just want to throw this out, and I think it's hilarious if you really think about it. Why do Americans, uh, why do Americans celebrate a holiday with like Cinco de Mayo when they, most Americans who do not have any Mexican descent in their in their family or blood, celebrate Cinco de Mayo? Do you see Mexicans c- celebrating the Fourth of July? in mexico it's like say it's it's like look Cass. i have the answer for you it's just an excuse to drink like it's like our like i'm irish on saint patty's day i go nuts like it's cinco de mayo it's an excuse to drink tequila i saint patty's day excuse to drink i'm I'm an american i get drunk on fourth of july (laughs) also brings me to my next question next question and this is stupid you could just say big cash shut up do they have American barbecue buffets in China, like we have Chinese buffets in America. I know they got fast food cuisines in China. Like you get, you can get McDonald's, Burger King, and all that. But can you go into China and you have some strange American cooking up American barbecue for an American barbecue buffet? It's almost like the concept of just bringing like city barbecue to China. Like just do that. Like that's gene. My question is, why don't we have those in America? Why don't we have just American just burger buffets here? We used to have Ponderosa for that. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. <laughs> now you're making me sad, bro. Uh, uh, <laughs> so before we get into the draft, because the draft's going to be the bulk of our show, um, there's some rants about some players that didn't get drafted, some players where they got drafted that I'm happy about, and I'm sure Dan's got this feels the same way. Yeah, okay. I, th- I, th- I think, I mean, I we all know the one guy who got absolutely shafted. Yeah, but yeah. We'll get into that in a few minutes. And I, I think, I think um, one guy got drafted way too low. Also, yeah, um, yeah. So, I agree with that. So the news came down today that Ohio State will play Boston College in 2020, 2035 and twenty thirty six. So remember two years, which is awesome. We haven't played Boston College since. 1995, where it was 38 to six, and the uh, the kickoff classic in um, in 1995, the kickoff classic in East Rutherford, New Jersey, Ohio State won 38 to six. Eddie George ran all over them. Our boy Jamie Sumner talked about that game. So hypothetically, what happened? Remember two years ago uh, when no last year, last year when. Um, Texas and Oklahoma decided they're going to join the SEC in 2025. And Ohio and then the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac-12 are coming up with this alliance. Am I correct? Correct. Okay. 
So I wanted to look up the 2026 schedule. By the way, I was wrong off off air. It's all good, bro. Uh, but yeah, I'm falling. Sorry. So I, I, I urgent thing came up. I just yeah. I just sent it to you. Yeah. Uh, so hypothetically, if that alliance occurred, the 2026 schedule looks like right now. Because there's no Big Ten conference schedule. Because there's looking like there could be eight goes down to eight, or stay at nine. We don't know by 2026, which by the way is four years from now. Right now, September 5th, Ball State at home. September 12th at Texas, September 19th, Kent State. If playing a max schedule. <laughs> yeah. If imagine what the Big Ten schedule will look like too. By the way, we guaranteed play the East teams and then Michigan at the end. If this alliance comes to a conclusion, I know we'll play one of those max schools, and I guarantee it'll be Kent State. They'll say Ball State. I mean, I look, Ball State's definitely the most uninteresting MAC team, other than maybe like Northern Illinois. Ball State and Northern Illinois, they're like maybe they're Eastern like the, Michigan. Yeah, they're no U, Eastern, Eastern U, and Western UMass. UMass. UMass isn't in the MAC, but like they used to be. <laughs> yeah, but like no, the Michigan teams make sense. I, I get it. Like the Northern Illinois and the the Ball State, they're kind of like the stepchildren of the MAC. Like they okay. need to they need to leave. So. Obviously, they'd keep Texas, an SEC school, mm-hmm. at Texas, Kent State. So we guarantee we're going to play a top 25, top-tier program in the SEC. We're going to play Kent State. They're going to remove Ball State, and there'll probably be eight Big Ten teams. So hypothetically, I gave you two team, I gave you four teams, two teams out of the ACC, two teams out of the Pac-12. Which two teams? Which two teams? One from each conference. Would you like to see the Buckeyes play in that first year alliance schedule? Well, okay. We, we know Texas is going to be there. Yeah. Here's the here's the four teams out of the ACC. Your choice would be Virginia and North Carolina, and then the Pac-12: UCLA, Washington State. Who would you want to play on September fifth? And and who would you want to play? Uh, let me look up September those seven days after September nineteenth. Uh, September nineteenth, the twenty sixth. Okay. So realistically, so week one and week four. Now, Cash, real quick. Uh, great question. I just want to. I just want to ask you this caveat: Do we? Is it a home and home? No. It's, it's okay. So it just, just want to clarify this team is coming to Ohio State. We got to play this team in the shoe. And one, uh, yeah, and one on the road. Because I think that's the light where the alliance will go. Okay. And does, okay. Gotcha. And does the, the way, the one we play on the road, does it have to be from one conference or can we pick and choose which one we play on the road? You could pick and choose. Okay, but cool. we, but I will tell you, week one is at home, and week four is on the road. All right. So at home, I would like to play. Keep in mind, it's a warm up game. I would like to play Virginia at home. I would like to play Virginia. I think that would be interesting. Uh, I think Virginia is a sneaky good program right now. Um, I mean, what 
remember when they had Bryce Perkins and they're actually like kind of not a threat to Clemson, but they were, they made it kind of look tough against yeah, they, Clemson. Didn't they go to the Orange Bowl? Yeah, the Virginia, I think, is a very good program. They played Florida, right? I think. I think that would be kind of fun just because it reminds me of the Virginia Tech days where, like, we had that kind of rivalry going. I would like and to see what their, I, their their brother could do. And I like it. I like it because, think about it, it's a week before you play Texas. Mm-hmm. It's a good enough opponent that if you do make a mistake, which but it's still end up winning it, you learn from that mistake before you go to Texas. I, I mean, look, I was literally split Virginia to Virginia North Carolina. The only difference is just – Virginia doesn't wear as much blue as North Carolina. So that, that, just, if they're coming to the shoe, I got good with the team that's wearing less blue. So I'll go with Virginia. So that's my one answer there. Uh, away, away. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, Dan, pick the Rose Bowl. In, LA. In LA. I could go with the safe route, but let Gotta me tell go. you something. Ohio State going to Pullman in like mid-September. College game week, day can finally week break four. the streak. Yeah, Pullman could be like Washington State could be like two and out, three and out, maybe like a top sixteen team. This game could be like a Friday night game, um, like a 10, 10 p.m. kickoff. Ohio State versus Washington State. I'm all for that, in my opinion, and I think too with how Ryan Day obviously has his offense. Washington State notorious. I mean, I don't know what they're up to anymore because I'm not like a. I don't watch Washington State football occasionally. Then they rate. Mike Leach is no longer there. Yeah, but I think that would just be a fun one, and at the stadium would be pure red. Um, I seeing Buckeye I think, Nation try to logistically get the Pullman would be hilarious. I think Fox would be all over that game mm. just because they'd be like, mm. boom. That and is a hit. Fox. That is a Gus Johnson, Joel Klatt game to a big, team. big noon kickoff, nine a.m. kickoff. College game day will be there because and finally break the streak of that. They can finally stop wearing old, waving old crimson, uh, waving around old crimson. I mean uh, that that's that's perfect right there. It's I, like I said, I could have been safe and be like, oh, go go play UCLA. They're historic program in the Rose Bowl, but no, I'm not a coward. I'm a college football fan. I want to see, I want to see a Titan against Washington state. Okay. So no teams, I'm not giving you any teams and this would be the last time I do it. Cause as of right now, the 2027 schedule has Bowling Green at home, September 4th by week. Cause we obviously don't have any other teams and then home against Alabama week three. By the way, this is also – it's not a home-and-home, home, but it's also a – one of them's away. One of them's going to be week two. One of them's going to be week three. You pick out of the Pac-12, and who are we playing before Bama, and who are we playing after Bama? So it's two Pac-12 teams? Well, one Pac-12, one ACC team. Okay. Uh, one Pac-12 team I would absolutely want to play, and I have no problem if we actually go there for the game. If we want to go there for the game, I'm cool with it. Arizona State. Let's do Arizona State. They just got Emory Jones. I know he won't, obviously won't be there. That's a great trip. Uh, uh, it brings back vibes of the Rose Bowl with the David Boston catch and everything. I think that would be a uh, you know a pretty cool matchup. In Are we AC- playing them before Bama or after? Um, I would say give us Louisville. Give us Louisville. Hear me out. Uh, no, I got it. 
Let's do Louisville from the ACC before Bama. I think that's a good warm-up. We're going to do that in the shoe. Play Bama. Go out west to Arizona State. Had to State. play Tempe. Yeah. And then by week before we go to Big Ten play. I love it. I mean, I think that would be – I think I – think, so I think a team like Louisville and Arizona State, they're pesky enough to be like a good challenge. Potentially they could upset you, but they're not going to – you know, they're not going to – they're not – they're not, you know, Bama. So I think it's a good warm up. Oh yeah. So my teams uh, for I'm going to do mine different. 2027. I think on week three after we play Bowling Green, we get a little bit of a test, uh, and we travel to NC Raleigh, North Carolina, take on NC State. Um, NC State's one of those schools that you know has the up and down years, but they could be like, you know, tough one year. Apparently, they got the best. According to the head coach, they got the best quarterback in the country next year. They had a really good offensive line. Yeah. Then. Uh, yeah. Like I believe he got it was a first round pick, and I was yeah. watching his highlights. I was like, wow, this guy's pretty good. I don't know how he did, went kind of unnoticed. Yeah. Um. So I'd go NC State before we play Bama, and then uh, after we play Bama, because depending on injuries and stuff, I think we'd play uh, Arizona. I mean, and I think we'd go. And I think Arizona would come to us. Um, I said, uh, like I said, we go to Bowling Green, then to Raleigh, take the, our North Carolina State, and then play Bama. The and key, then, the key with Bama, Cass, is we gotta make sure whoever we schedule before them is not a physical team. Like we need a cupcake, and I'm not, I'm not trying to say that to sound soft. I'm trying to say that because Bama's gonna schedule an FCS team the week before us, so like we might as well. We and, might, and you, we might and as well what? schedule a, a soft power and here, five. Here's the thing. As terrible as that sounds. By 2027, it's not going to be on home and home. I'm, I'm sorry. Bama, I think Bama and Ohio State is going to take the paycheck, and they're going to play on a neutral site. And it really won't be neutral site because we'll probably play in Atlanta. I could see, Cass, I could see some shady back back. Back, I'm telling you. Back behind the what, – what's the term? Uh, shady backdoor deal. There we go. Shady backdoor deal happening where Bama and Ohio State – and, like, I'm all for it. But, like, whoever's year it's going to be – like, let's say, you know, this is Ohio State's it's championship supposed to be the year, year. It's supposed or, to be the year in the shoe. Yeah. Or let's say it's Bama's championship. Like, whoever's going to have the better team that year – they're going to try to cut the deal where, like, this is a neutral f- neutral field because they want to win the daddy. I can see that happening, bro. We're like – because we're two powers. So if we want one game, you know, we could do – honestly, perfect spot would be, like, Nashville. A one-game neutral site in Nashville. Like, who says I, no to that? I say screw it and go out west and play in Las Vegas in that beautiful stadium. No, I would say – no, it's got to be somewhere that where BAM fans got to drive up. We drive south. It's either – in my Dallas. opinion, Charlotte or Nashville would be the two options. Yeah, but it won't happen. But it's it going to be neutral site. It'll be in Atlanta. Somehow, or, no. Somehow Atlanta, gonna, Orlando, Orlando. We're or, going to end up going to Bama, and somehow we're we're going to end up somehow paying Bama to go play at Alabama, and we're not going to get anything. And it's just going to be a, a way. Well, luckily, a way. we're supposed to play them first. Yeah. Because after that, we play Georgia, and it's going to happen in – Think about I, some shady. I, 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 tr- I trust Gene, though. I trust yeah. Gene. Think about some shady stuff that's been going on. Breaking news right on the pod. Literally, this, this like, just broke as we were 15 this, seconds ago. Yeah, as, like. As I told Cass, I was like, oh, I had to text you something important. 
uh, this is it. So, Cass, go ahead. Breaking from on three, Letterman Row and all those fancy sites, breaking in new NIL guidelines will ret- retroactive per Ross Dillinger. Ross Dillinger is a very well-known writer, beat writer. For sure. Schools will booster with boosters who have communicated with players before they have signed with programs will be sanctioned. Guidelines are expected to be published next week. Will this will this affect the transfer portal also? One, yes, hundred percent, it will. Two, we talked about this pre-show because Jordan Addison, uh, Jordan Addison, and I said this. I think he's going to Bama. I always thought he was going to Bama. I've I tweeted at Chugs about this too. I tweeted about some. I tweeted at it at a barstool guy too a couple of days ago. He goes, "Oh, I have some breaking college football news." I'm like, "What?" Jordan Addison, the Bama, just announced it. Uh, but basically, I think Jordan Addison is a lock to Bama. Uh, I'd be shocked if he isn't. Honestly, um, obviously, like I'm, I'm going to completely be transparent here. Zach Smith has been on this for months before anyone else. So give all credit to the, the legend, but. Uh, yeah, if you followed, follow everything, I, I'd honestly pay money to have him on the pod. <laughs> I would too. He's a, I, I love it. I mean, he is the, he is my favorite. He's my podcast. favorite podcast. He is. He, his shows are great. He's phenomenal. He's a great guy. Uh, but with Jordan Addison, Lincoln, I, there's no doubt that I think the interest was there from USC. They had, they, they had basically it in the bag, but the problem is they didn't follow the compliance guidelines. And now, that coming out from the NCAA is kind of, I think, almost like a warning shot at the at, at USC saying, "Hey, if you get this guy, I think it's a warning shot at Texas too." Yeah, I think it's saying, "Hey, if you get this guy, we're going to look into everything you did, everything you did." And, and I think, you, I you, think, you up. I think Addison of Texas could be in play too. I mean, it just watch makes sense. out. I will tell you what, what watch out for Miami. They, I can see Miami. They got busted for some shady shit back in the two thousands. People Devin blame Shapiro, it. baby. <laughs> People blame Ohio State for ruining Miami. Okay, blame Ohio State. And I know, and I, I'm telling you, Miami. I think it might be a sleeper now because with NIL and you just give a bunch of shady hedge fund business guys I, down I, in Miami some power. They're gonna they're gonna make some plays. I, I guarantee I, that. I would not be shocked. But I, I think this will. I think this is going to help the NIL, and I think it's good. This is something the NCAA needed. Now, what are the guy? The thing is, is what are the guidelines going to be? You can't screw this up, NCAA. I hope, Cass, do I not hope, screw this up. I hope the Prestige Worldwide crew, you know, Cardale, JT, Urban, Sean, the foundation, Steve, the foundation, which I don't think is really a thing because they. They got Michi as a partner five days before he transferred. So I'm just hoping they haven't done anything that like jeopardized Ohio State. I don't think they would because Urban or I think Urban's the, the key oversight on this. And but JT Barrett, Cardell Jones. I would not be I would not be shocked if somehow this got flipped on us. Like I'm just just as a fan at, from experience, I know there's teams that are doing Way shadier stuff like A and M. A and M's being so shady. I wouldn't be shocked though. Somehow they tried to pin this on us. I don't know how they're gonna do it, but just as a fan, be prepared. Uh, I got the ra- I got the rally signs ready. Me and Tennessee Jeff ready to go because that this I know our nil team and, didn't and do anything. And his arm wrong. in a sling because he's about to have rotator cuff surgery. Yeah. I know. I know they didn't do anything wrong, but like I know the NSA will try to make an example out of us for some reason. 
I don't know if they would. They're going to bring Ohio. Rick Riker out in handcuffs. They're going to get the FBI. They're going to they're going to take Rick Riker. They're going to get the blue windbreakers. You be like, Rick Riker. You have a right to remain silent. You funneled too much money to Zed Key or something stupid like that. Like like, watch that happen. Zed Key. <laughs> Yeah, the, or I don't even. I don't think even think it's Rick Riker. No, here's I what I, I, I think, think it's Byers or whatever. It's going to be Rick Riker because they're going to somehow, some way, they're going to funnel. Say they funnel money to Quinn Ewers, who's no longer in the program. Rick Riker claimed Quinn Ewers as a dependent on his taxes. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to take him down or something stupid like that. Like I like I don't know. You I have no, I have no all, faith in the system. All you, all you have to do is you cannot screw this up, NCAA. You, the ball is in your court. Put some, put some guidelines and get this fixed, so that not every we every day there's another name in the transfer portal. I get it. Why Ohio State had a few guys going to transfer portal because they needed to cut down on their scholarships. Also, some of them weren't very good. <laughs> I hate to say it, like, like all right. And I'm and I'm hyped for this uh, USC kicker to come in because we basically what, trade Shaw for the kicker. <laughs> Straight up, I mean, we did, and we're getting a better deal. We are like, uh, and we don't even need the kicker because we got Ruggles apparently coming back out of the woodwork in a right. few weeks. Yeah. Oh, dude. I, and, uh, what was my thing a couple weeks ago after we did the spring it? If we if we had to rely on our kickers, we are screwed. Well, now we're good, though. But, like, I'm a little concerned where Ruggles is because, like, where is he? <laughs> like, he's, he's fishing. Yeah. He, uh, look. He's, he's in Iceland. <laughs> My guy, just get 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 your mentals right. Make sure that leg's well-rested. I'm fine with go, it. It's, go win us Lou Groza this yeah. year. Oh. oh, man. But, yeah, I mean, the NIL stuff, it's just – I'm just concerned that they're going to go after the wrong people. And it wouldn't shock me if they did. Dude, lay the sanctions on Tennessee. <laughs> I agree. I think something's going on with them. Something weird with Tennessee. So, I don't know. What if – here's the thing. What if they went after Clemson for the church funneling? Because it says I, retroactive. Retroactive. What if they went after Clemson for all the church funneling nonsense from like ages dude, ago? Which would be – that I would think, be like Hollywood. I already think, I already think Clemson's done. They are, but like that because would be hilarious. Dabo don't like the NIL. He doesn't like the transfer portal. He can't recruit. He lost his best coordinators. Now his brother got busted with child pornography. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, it's tough. Google it. It's a tough scene. <laughs> I mean, not great there. <laughs> Dabo, just hang him up, Dabo. You had your yeah. good run. You had a good 15 year run. You made the Clemson fans delusional. Now you can get back down in the uh, basement with Florida State. Dabo's going to end up being the next coach of like either like the New York Jets or Miami Dolphins. I think that's his – or Carolina Panthers. I dude, think that when they the fire Dol- Matt Rule. Dude, the Dolphins are firing their head coach in two years. For, for in both those years, they're going to make the playoffs. But they can't win a playoff game, so they're going to fire them. And then they're going to be picking, having nine picks in the NFL draft like they always do. And then two of them are all right. Yeah. Like <laughs> they draft good corners and safeties, but they're, they're never. <laughs> they're going to draft Tyler, Talia Tugavaloa next year. 
they'll draft Maryland. a they'll draft a Pro Bowl tight end, a Pro Bowl safety, and a Pro Bowl corner, and then just like positions that don't and, win and, and, games. and Talia Tungavaloa in the sixth round, just because he could be with his brother. <laughs> Literally, NFL, NFL draft. All right, yeah, let's get into this because this is the this is the bulk of the episode, and we've spent the bulk of the episode just rambling. But rambling NFL draft inter- cast incoherently. Um, so NFL draft, we had six players drafted. Should have been seven, <laughs> maybe eight. You can make the argument for eight. So I'm bringing it up now. All right, here we go. Ohio State finished with six 2022 draft picks. Why? I don't want Mark Pies. Oh, there it is. Uh, Obviously, Garrett Wilson went number one, uh, was the first Buckeye taken off the board. And then it was Olave, which surprised me that the Saints moved up to get him because I think he would have been, I don't think he would have been gone by then. And then that was the first round. I'm not saying Jamison Williams yet. I'll get I to lo- that. I love that pick, though. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, Jer- was it Tyreek Smith? Uh, no, Jeremy Rucker. I think it was Rucker. No, no. no, no NPS. Yeah, NPS. Went in NPS. the third round. Yeah. In the and third then- round to uh, Tennessee. Rucker to the Jets, which... I love that pick. The kid is from Lindenhurst, New York. Shout out Steven, uh, my fiance's brother-in-law. If you listen to this podcast, future brother-in-law, he is from Lindenhurst. He has been on the Rucker train since before this podcast has even started, I believe. Um, just, and, you know, and you know I love me some Jeremy Rucker. I mean, it's just like I love the pick because, one, yes, the Jets kind of needed a tight end. Yes, they signed Uzama. They did not have really a tight end, too, on the roster. Uh, I think he fits in perfectly as a tight end to them with them and also he's just an he's a jets fan i I think that's half the battle if you want to be there he's a local guy wants to be there i know he's going to put in the good effort he might have honestly a first round grade the way he plays i think that's a steal for the jets and then the tyree smith fifth round to the the seahawks Seahawks. great Uh, fit in my opinion there mumford seventh round to the raiders Haskell Garrett undrafted to the Titans. Uh, Justin Fields gets his running back and Master Teague undrafted. Chris Booker undrafted to the Cardinals. But all right, so let's just let's just let's just address the elephant in the room. How is Master Te- uh, not Master Teague? How is Haskell Garrett not drafted? I don't know. That blows my mind because like. You, I thought we could make an argument for him being like a first or second round pick going into the season. And he didn't do anything I, wrong. He didn't like commit anything off no. the field, get hurt. So how did he drop from a potential first or second round grade to undrafted? How did season? And he didn't have a bad season, in my opinion. And Thayer Mumford to the, in the seventh round, he deserved the fifth at least. Um. Uh, Haskell Garrett not getting drafted blow, blew my mind. Like, I will say. What the heck are you doing? It, it did cast. Uh, I will say at least it's with Vrabel. He's a yeah. good coach. 
I think it's a good fit, honestly, though, for him because I, I think, think they could use a, him on the D-line. He has a shot to make the roster, I think, make an impact. I think every single player who got drafted was a great fit for their team. Yeah. I think Garrett, I think, um, I think Garrett Wilson to the Jets really helps Zach Wilson out, stretches the field. Um, they have uh, Elijah – is that Elijah Moore? Yeah, Eli Moore. Eli Moore. Yeah. Garrett Wilson's a bona fide stud, dude. Um, he could play yeah. anywhere. And yeah, they got Wilson, Eli Moore, Corey Davis. That's a and good tandem right there. Be, and then Olave to the Saints. You line him up with Matt uh, with Mike, Mike Thomas, uh, a healthy Mike Thomas. And people say what you want about Jameis Winston. Jameis and Win, Jameis Winston, he can get you the ball. Like and, and you got and you got Deontay Harris and Marquez Callaway. Kind of, I think the Saints the slot or I, I'm outside. telling you, Saints could be sneaky good next year. Just like I think the Jets can. I think Jeremy Rucker with CJ Ozama, with that nice offensive line. They got they got uh their quarterback. They got good running backs. I mean, the Jets could have a great, a pretty good offense. Let's calm down here, but yeah, I think the Jets. I said good. I said good offense. I think they had a good draft. Let's let's see how these guys pan out first. I, did I say they're going to make the playoffs? No, no. I'm just saying. Just it's the no. Jets. It's the Jets. Let's take a chill. But pill. I I think Darren Mumford, late round, great leader. I think he's going to bring great leadership with the Raiders. Raiders could be. Uh, dude, the AFC West could get four teams in the division in the in the playoffs. That's how crazy that division is going to be next year. Um, and I think Tyreek Smith, he could finally get into the league, get into a league where they call holding po- penalties every play. I mean, he adds depth to the Seahawks who need it, and he's going to come in and play and give you a high motor, and they'll throw a holding flag, and it'll think- stop. He'll, they won't, and he he won't. He'll get. He, he's not. I, I, that's not going to stop him from know, getting you, out. You, you know. You know my thoughts on this. I always thought Tyreek Smith would be a better pro than a college football oh, player. Oh yeah, for sure. And I because I, I could totally see it's uh, America's game of the week, and Jerome Bogert's just calling another holding penalty on like the Cowboys or something because Tyreek Smith is just blowing past right. their offensive line. I I totally it, picture it, that. Going to be in Germany playing the Buccaneers. And <laughs> Tristan Wirfs on, on, uh-huh. on second down is going to get called for holding. I see Tyreek's- Jerome Boger just being holding number ninety or number seventy two. Tristan Wirfs trying to block Tyreek Smith. Yeah, so I see Big that. Uh, uh, I mean, Cass, I think you're missing the bigger picture here. Uh, Justin Fields has his wide receiver. Oh, I forgot about Demario McCall. Yeah, you, like, you, you buried the lead, bro. So Man, obviously, Master. How does how does Fields get? <laughs> Fields got Fields is slowly getting his guys in there. You got Teague and Demario, and I know everyone's like, "Oh, well, they're undrafted." But like, I, I don't think we under, by the way, the, we the Bears how, are drafting Jackson Smith and Jigba in the yeah. first round next year. I don't think you guys realize though how devoid of talent the Bears are. Like they have, they didn't have a first. I don't think they had a second round pick. They, I want to know how Chris Booker signed with the Cardinals before Demario McCall signed with the Bears. Hey, they Demario McCall. They could literally use him in like thirty different ways with the Bears. I'm I'm not even kidding. I was thinking about this like mentally before the show. It's like the Bears suck. Like I'm sorry if you're a Bears fan. They 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 blow cheeks and uh 
Demari McCall can play like seven different positions for you. So I, 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 I find it hard to believe that he won't be able to make the roster for you guys. I truly, I truly think he's an upgrade over what majority of your positions. By um, the way, Dan's going to play Madden 23 and he's going to do the NFL superstar with Demario McCall. And he's going to master team is a good fit, bro. <laughs> and, I think both. And, Dan, and Dan's going to make, make Dan, Dan's going to make Demario McCall the second coming of Devin Hester. <laughs> I dude, honestly, I would Madden twenty three. I'm for it, and I think it could happen. <laughs> Demari McCall. By the way, Jack, tell tell me this: Bears are drafting Jackson Smith and Jigba in the first round next year. No, they're gonna draft. They're gonna do something stupid and take the kid from Pitt or the new the new Alabama guy in a few hours. But add, they're gonna take like Addison, or they're gonna take. Uh, give me another receiver. Some oh. random schmuck from. It's a Rutgers guy, Bo Melton. I don't think. Dude, he, he got drafted this year. Did he? Did did he? Yeah, I think so. Some random schmuck from North Dakota State. Like that's who the Packers got. Wow, Bo Melton was a seventh round pick to the Seahawks. How does he get drafted over Master Teague and and? Uh, how did he get drafted over Haskell Garrett? That's I still <laughs> I just don't get that. I just don't right. get the evaluation. Right. I know, and I. By know. the way, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I I understand what you're saying, but let's talk about Jameson. Three Buckeyes initially who were not sugar. No, when Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Jameson Williams got drafted back to back to back. Dabo Sweeney's life flashed before his eyes. He was starting to get flashbacks from the Sugar Bowl because of those three. And then Jameson Williams' face when he held up the Lions jersey was priceless. Like, the dude didn't want to be there. He got drafted by the Lions. The Lions. Like, he's standing up there with Aiden Hutchinson, and he's like, bruh. Like, like, come on. Like, he doesn't want to be there. He probably want to sucker punch Aiden Hutchinson for saying, saying stuff about his, uh, about his guy, uh, CJ Stroud. What's nice is, uh, if we ever, if we're feeling bad about DeMario Call, Haskell Garrett, Master Teague, I, I know, I know we feel terrible for them, but in your moment of solace, uh, just remember the guy who targeted Justin Fields, James Skalski, like Clemson's best defender, signed like a signed like a, a deal with the Colts, undrafted. So uh, their best player is isn't even getting drafted on defense. So just just want to let everyone know, like it sucks that our guys and, didn't and, get and picked, their and their but, best player in program history still plays with the Jaguars. Exactly. So we're good. <laughs> oh. By the way, Johnny Dixon is balling in the USFL. Oh, my goodness. In front of the 100 people that show up for a USFL game, Johnny Dixon is balling. I can see him making an NFL roster, honestly. Why do I feel like to the spring league it's going to be successful, but no one cares? Dude, wonder how much tickets are for a game. Literally, no one cares. I don't even care because I'm just – I've been – I haven't watched one game. I just see the stats. I've been hurt so many times from the spring leagues, but yeah, I mean, he's playing good. Uh, I hope, I hope the spring league can stay solvent. 
I don't know how they've gone on this long, honestly, without folding because uh, I thought the AAF and the XFL were way – XFL got screwed because of COVID. I thought the hey, AAF – Dwayne The Rock Johnson's going to be bringing that yeah. back. I thought the AAF was very good though and then just kind of snapped out of where – USFL, I can't even find the schedule online half the time, so – Jay Patterson's like a first round pick and that, you know, and that told you all you need to know about that league. Yeah. So, well, it comes to the part of the year where typically we break down and we don't see you until whenever we get a host. I mean, I like guess usually, usually late July or, or if we somehow get a guest in the middle of June and we just, so it comes to, this part of the year where we start running out of things to do. So, Dan, if you would like, you could put it on Twitter right now. Dun, dun, dun. I got the Twitter. I got, I got my phone out. We want to hear from the fans, and we're going to put a poll. What year we're going to do – we're going to do seasons that Ohio State – should have won the national championship, and I'm going to put pick two random years uh, that we had. A, we had the roster to go and possibly win a national championship. Okay. By the way, this could be the last, and this this will be in the last 40 years, so it's not like we're going to be doing 1941. <laughs> so 1996 and 2003. Because, by the way, we lost to Wisconsin and uh, uh, Michigan that year. We were back to – we could have went back-to-back. So, 19 – we're going to break down the season and, and possibly talk, and talk about that season, those two se- – this particular season. But we want the fans to vote on which season we should break down. And, of course, if we have any other – Ohio State news that pops up between the week. We will also break that news. You like so, it? I'm so, so, which Ohio State season should we revisit first, 1996 or 2003? Yes. Uh, I'll make the poll. And the reason why I didn't bring up 94 or 95 is because we've had um, our good buddy, uh, Jamie Sumner, on a lot. He's talked about the 94 or 95 season. So why not – break down the 96 season. By the way, we lost I believe we lost the Florida State. No, we won the Ro- we won the Rose Bowl that year. Yeah, that'd be a good one too cuz we won the Rose Bowl. I tweeted it, buddy. Sweet. So hopefully we get a good response. Uh we'll break we'll break that down. Probably close out the poll what Sunday. I did 3 days on the poll. So yes, Saturday, Saturday night it would be from now about Sunday, but yeah. Friday, ah, uh, maybe it might be Sunday actually. Fridays, Sunday night, yeah, Sunday night at ten thirty it should close. So yeah, and then we'll we'll talk about what that season is, and then any other Buckeye news that happen between now and then. Um, but it comes to that part of the year where it's almost summertime, and I'm. A, I'm excited to finally break down some things and get more in depth, get our podcast out there. Uh, also, we'll be reaching out to possible potential guests uh, 
hopefully in July, we Ju- late June, early July, we can get uh, Chugs, aka Carson, on here to talk <laughs> about Buckeye recruiting. He'll always be Chugs to me. Yeah, me too. We'll get him on here to talk about recruiting. Maybe bring on one of the other guests from the the Silver Bolton. Check in with Blake. Uh, see what the baseball team's up to. Yeah, see that baseball team come up to. I know Ohio State's ain't worth a darn. They're so, not. They're by pretty. the way, lacrosse is actually playing their second round of their tournament, Big Ten tournament. Let's take a look at the score. And they're playing Rutgers. Uh, and win. they and they lost. Ah, oh, <laughs> I jinxed it. They lost twelve to ten to number three Rutgers. So, but they did beat Michigan back to back weeks. By the way, before we go in here, if you're listening to this show, go on the Notre this Notre Dame, uh, this Notre Dame stupid idiot recruiting guy. Give him a follow and tell him how stupid he is. He just tweets out of his ass. He just wakes up and when he tries to take a shit, he just tweets out of his ass. Let's, That's all I gotta say. Let's like let's make Buckeye fans. He does it to irritate Buckeye fans. You know that for sure, for a fact. It might be it might be Marcus Freeman. <laughs> Honestly, God Lord help us if it is. It's definitely a burner account. There's no way. It, I thought Notre Dame was an intelligence school, but they just tweet the dumbest stuff out. And by the way, Urban Meyer hasn't signed it for officially, but he's going to be heading back to Fox. Yeah, I mean, that was like, like that's a no-brainer. No so that's all I have. That's, I mean, that's all I got, Cats. Um, just everyone, happy Cinco de Mayo. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And as always, go Bucks. Go Bucks.